Fathom fam, welcome to our weekly Sunday Sermon Podcast. We want to remind you, if you haven't yet, go ahead and download our Church Center app. We've got lots of awesome events coming up, and we don't want you to miss a thing. You can also keep tabs on us over on Instagram or YouTube, our Facebook page, and our Fathom fam Facebook group. We're going to link all those resources in the show notes, and we hope to see you there. But for now, we're going to jump right into the message. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Pastor Kyle did a fantastic job already of welcoming guests. If you're new here, we're really glad that you're here. One thing, though, if you're a kiddo in the room, we're really happy that you're here, too, in this family service. There are um, clipboards in the back. In the back row, if you didn't find one already, you can go back there into the bucket and grab a clipboard and take notes and and draw and, and things like that. There's crayons back there if you want that. Um, We're glad that you're in the room. We're glad that you're here. Welcome. It's January 1st and really excited. We all made it to 2023. (laughs) We did. We did. We all made it to 2023. And I just echo again that that sentiment, how precious it is to be able to spend the first day of a new year, of a new season, not just here at church and in the building, but together that we get to do that. Um, Not a lot of people get to say that they get to be with all of their favorite people, right, on the the first of the year, and we get to, a lot of us in the room get to say that today. So um, we're just really glad that you're here. If you're a guest, um, we have a present for you, so don't leave without your present. Um, So my name is Christina Scott. I am the Next Steps Director here at Fathom Church. Um, That really, up until a couple of weeks ago, I didn't know that that meant leading storytellers Um, but it means a lot of different other things, and so you've seen me around, but I want to take a minute just to introduce the other people that you see on stage, because you're used to just one person coming up and us having a message straight from the Word, and today we have testimonies of God's faithfulness in lives. Um, So we have Laura Riggleman is here with us, and her husband, Justin Riggleman, and then Danny Wygant here. (laughs) We can do better than that. We can Awesome. Yeah. So um, many of you, we all have, every single one of us have a testimony. And these are the people who got up early on New Year's Day <laughs> to, to come and, and sit before you and just testify to what God has done in their lives. And this isn't like this service isn't just something to do um, interesting and different on the first. That's not the reason it's here. It's not because Pastor Kyle needed a vacation or like a time off state. Like it's none of that, but it is very scriptural. Like from the very beginning, even when the law was given, it was about, you know, something was true if there was a witness, if there were two witnesses, right? And we have, you have more than two witnesses today to talk about the goodness of God, um, and so we get to, to join together in what is true. Um, we're going into the book of Acts and our scripture reading this month. And we started today and right there in chapter one in the book of Acts, it talks about being a witness. Jesus, those red letters right there at the beginning um, of the book of Acts says, you're going to go and be a witness to Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And we get to be witness to that today. Uh, Paul tells his testimony over and over again. We'll go that through the, through the month. We'll get there through the month. But he tells his testimony over and over again throughout stages in his life and in different places for different people to hear it. And so I'm just really grateful that these people are willing to sit down 
with me and then with all of us to tell of the goodness and the faithfulness of God in their lives. Um, and so without further ado, we're just going to, we're going to get into it. So um, kind of to start out and to just give everybody a baseline, what was faith like for you in your home as a child? Like what was, can you tell me just in a few words or in a couple of sentences what faith was like for you as a child? Justin, you want to start this one? Okay. Um, this is a loaded question because your whole family's in the audience today. Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. Um, um, I would say, first of all, it was genuine. I saw what it looked like to have a genuine relationship with God, both for my mom and for my dad. But it was also um, because of the fellowship of churches. We were part of super legalistic and works-based. And then because of being works-based, I grew up with a lot of fear of, like, screwing up, messing up. And so it was always I had to be on my best behavior, do, my, do the right thing, because if I didn't, then God would be mad at me and angry. So in a few words. Yeah. What about you, Danny? Um, yes, growing up, um, I didn't – I never – me and my family, we never went to church. It was, it was pretty much absent out of my life. Um, I grew up even going into my early uh, 20s and um, well, basically through my 20s and stuff. Uh, it was absent. So um, I knew of, of God, but it was, never, it was never really following him or, or participating or um, anything like that. So it was, uh, it was pretty absent in my life. One of the things you had mentioned in a conversation we had was that you prayed to God in times of need, but you didn't really know. You were kind of praying to him without knowing who he was. Yeah, so, like, and as, as I was as growing up and stuff, and when things would go wrong, um, I mean, like I said, I, I knew of God, and um, I didn't really know. I didn't really have a relationship with him, um, but I would catch myself. I'd be praying um, when I needed help or, and things were, weren't going the way I wanted them to. Uh, um, I'd be asking for help and praying to him. So um, without me even knowing, I think there was still, he was still right there trying to, to build a relationship with me and just, just didn't quite fully accept it yet. So, Laura? Um, well, some of you know that um, Justin and I grew up in the same church. Um, but prior to that, I think I always knew that God existed. My family growing up, um, we did go to church for a little while. And um, I think I just always knew that God was real, even when we didn't go to church um, and didn't, I didn't see it in my household. Um, but I actually was led to the Lord by my mother-in-law, which is kind of cool. And um, I think from that moment on, I was 11, so there was just this, this hunger for God that I had. This, this, there was also like this innocence um, because I just, I saw God in this really innocent way. I just wanted to serve him. I just wanted to be at the church and I wanted to do all these things and I just, loved being there. Um, so, um, so yeah, I would say the words that stick out in my mind was I just had this genuine, genuine hunger, um, a very innocent love for God, and just a desire to serve. So, I love that. I, I think it's interesting, like when you say your mother-in-law led you to Christ, like you had no idea at 11 years old that this would be the person you'd be spending Christmas with, right, um, in 2022. But it's so, it's so amazing, those seeds, right, that get planted, um, and that we, sometimes we never see the other side of that, and other times, you know, she's in the, in the room right now to be able to, to hear, and, you know, and she is witnessing you bear witness. I just think that's so cool, um, just the idea that 
these seeds that are planted at 11, things don't, like God's word doesn't, is never void, right? It's, it's always going to return. Um, and that, that innocence, um, there's, there's still something so powerful right now of thinking about you as an 11 year old girl saying yes to, to Jesus and having no idea that, you know, 20 years later, 30 years later, whatever, that you'd be talking about that moment. We don't always know the moments that are really big, impactful, life-changing moments. Like the person that taught Sunday school that day probably didn't wake up that morning thinking, this one's going to be talked about for generations. Um, But that's what can happen um, when we're obedient to God. So I just think that's amazing. Um, So... Let's talk, there, all, all of us have a story of, or, or a time or a place where God met us, um, where we, when we, faith became real and there's that, but there's also an in-between. Um, even when we are innocent and, and hungry from a young age, there's, there's still an in-between um, time from that as that relationship is maturing or even sometimes when we step away from it. So what was that middle ground like for you? We're going to get to talk about those moments, um, a real like faith shaping moment where faith became real. But what was that in between time like? What about you want to start with us, Danny? Uh, yeah. So um, like I was saying, like it was probably... Um, it was like about my late 20s and uh, early 30s. Um, I, was, I was married and uh, living in South Carolina, um, and that marriage completely fell apart. Um, was not God, there was no God in the, our relationship, no foundation uh, there. Um, and uh, as that fell apart, um, and I knew it was going to be final, um, and I, I, I didn't really have a great job. I didn't really have much in South Carolina. Um, uh, my daughter Nora was down, down here. Um, so I was far away from her. Um, and I was really in just a very, very low place in my life. Um, very miserable. Um, didn't really know where to go. Just kind of knew I needed a change. Um, ended up calling Autumn and Andrew. They were living down here at the time. Um, and just had a long conversation with them and just, and just asked them how they felt about me moving down here, being closer, kind of starting over a new life. Um, and they, without hesitation immediately you're like yeah do it you know we, we you need to you need to change um you know you need god in your life and they really spoke to me about a, a lot of that stuff um and then that was around like a january february and then that easter um that april um i came down for service kind of just hang out and stuff like that i uh, went to service um at where andrew was a uh, youth pastor at the time without even knowing wasn't planned wasn't anything like that um Andrew uh, baptized me. So it was like a, a quick decision. Um, at the moment, just felt right. God was speaking to all of us uh, there that day, really speaking to me, really talking to me um, as I was talking about change and praying and stuff like that. And yeah, he baptized me. And, and that between that, that very period and then right after that, just them really pouring into me um, and really what, what a relationship with God was like um, just really took me to a, a whole nother level, a whole nother place. And um, that's kind of where it all began. So, on As my you journey. guys can see on the screen, we have a couple of pictures of that. And again, not every, it's not every time that we have a picture, an actual picture of a, a foundational moment in, in someone's spiritual life. But it's pretty, it's pretty sweet. Thanks for sharing those with us. 
Justin, you had talked a bit about the, the legalism and like kind of a performance um, a performance space, like even, even maybe some anxiety about performance for the Lord. When did faith become real for you? Um, so for me, we went um, one year, I guess maybe my early 20s or late teens to a conference like with the churches that we were part of. And these pastors got up that had always preached like that performance-based thing. They always talked about God's love, but it was always, if you love God, then you'll do this, not because you love God. And what we do flows out of a cause and effect. It was more if, then. And so they got up there and actually talked about God's love in a way that I hadn't heard about. And I don't think they understood what they preached. Some of them didn't. I really don't. But some of them I do believe they understood. But they preached it because I think that's what God told them to preach. And um, they talked about his yoke being easy and his burden light. And I had not experienced that because everything was so performance-based. I didn't know what it felt like, an easy burden and a, um, a yoke that was light. And I was like, what is this they're talking about? And they just talked about his love and his grace and his mercy. And it was like my view of God just completely shifted at that moment. And it was like we came back from that, and I was like, I was excited, like, to have a relationship with God because it wasn't anymore this thing of, like, I've got to do this to make God happy. It was like, God's happy with me. God wants relationship with me. And the whole burden of relationship he carries, and he's the one that pursues me, and he's the one that chases after me, and he's the one that picks me up, and I'm going to be me, and I'm going to make all kinds of mistakes, but he is patient, and like we just talked about long-suffering and um, so that was like really like when my view of God just really changed and I went on and made a bunch of terrible decisions after that still, but, um, I He's always faithful. felt back. Yeah. I always felt back to that. And it was just, that was something that I always would return to. Yeah. That regardless of the mistakes that there was a God who was willing to receive you in repentance, there was a God willing to receive you outside of, um, just, perfection and and nothing but holiness i love that how old were you um i would guess like maybe 20 21 yeah i don't think 19 but it was somewhere around that awesome awesome laura what about for you um i know like not at all discounting what happened at a very young age but when when did your faith become really real in this relationship that you have now start to blossom um i don't think that i you know, we were raised in the same church, and so, which was interesting because our viewpoints are a little bit different. Um, I really loved our church, and I really loved um, being a part of it. Um, however, you know, I did leave <clears throat> at some point when I was 18 years old due, due to church hurt and some, some pain that I experienced, and um, that's where some disillusionment came from. I was like, here I am serving at this church. I'm doing all these things. I felt like I had a good relationship with God, um, but it took a few simple things to kind of shatter that. Um, so it's like, it wasn't as deep as I thought it thought it really was. Um, and I mean, I left there and I went somewhere else. I was still seeking God. I still wanted that relationship with God. But just like most of us, we kind of go off and do our own thing, um, do, the, do the party thing, do all that stuff. And um, I was actually living with um, two roommates, the age, I can't remember. It must've been my, maybe my early 20s. And they were both they were both going to church while I was you know doing my doing my thing, and um, they were praying for me like they were just seeking God on my behalf and I didn't realize it and um, I was 
is, so this was 2006. This was 2006. And um, I just got out of a really toxic relationship and I was sort of at my bottom at this point and just sort of frustrated, disillusioned with, with everything and, and was like, okay, God, I don't, I don't know what's going on here. And um, my friend who was um, a piano player for this college, uh, New Life was the church. Uh, she's like, you should come to this college service. And I was like, all right, I'll come. And um, I had some friends, they were just, I didn't realize they were praying for me, but they were. And I had a friend standing behind me and um, I just felt, <laughs> sorry. Um, I just felt so heavy. Sorry. Um, I had such a burden on my shoulders and um, probably from so many different things. And um, I don't know, they were singing and they were praying and I just, I said, all right, God, you know, I'm coming back and just forgive me for all this stuff that I've done. And it was, it was this, I felt this like tangible weight, like literally lift off of my shoulders. And it was just like, whoo. And I was like, wow, this feels amazing. And it was just like God's forgiveness, God's healing, God's love just like poured over me. And it was like, oh, this is what it is. This is what, this is the real, this is the real thing. And, um, and that moment forward, you know, I, you know, recommitted to, to Christ and everything and started going back to church and all that, but not perfect whatsoever. But in that moment, it was like, God is real. God is after me. He's continuously after me. So that was my moment. And yeah. Yeah. I love, um, we've, we've talked about it a little bit of just this idea that in, in our imperfection, that's not like, he's not asking us for perfection. And we know, like, we're well acquainted with what we've done wrong, right? Like, it's not as if God doesn't know either, but like, we're well acquainted with what we think, like, we don't have anything to offer to him. And all he asks really is for that submission and that return. And that in doing that, you didn't have to be perfect for him to lift that burden. You didn't have to be even, you didn't even have to know that's what you were asking was to, to like lift that weight, but that he did it. And I mean, that's a God I want to serve. That's like, I love that, that he um, is so kind and he knows, like, I mean, the scripture says like his kindness is what draws us to repentance. Like it draws us to him and it's not the fire and brimstone. It's not even the blessings of a specific, it's not like a, a specific financial blessing or this or that, but it's his kindness. And that's just like, that's the character of our God. And I just, I think that your story in particular, um, it just resonates so much with me of this. I actually don't fully know what I need, but you know what I need, God. And he did it. In, in this instant way. I just think that's so beautiful. I love that. Um, so knowing that there's far more, <laughs> far more to each of your stories than, you know, these individual moments, far more than um, a baptism or a saying, you know, yes in a worship service or, or even being convicted by the word. Um, there's so much more to each of your stories there's, there are people in the room and there are people online. There are people that are listening to this later in podcast form who like it resonates with them, a divorce or like a life that feels like it's in pieces and you need, they need a change. It resonates with them that 
you're addicted to performance, right? And you're addi- uh, like, like there's, um, they're trying to to work their way to heaven, <laughs> um, and and work their way to relationship. There are people right now who think that they're too broken to turn back to God, or that all they're ever going to have is this immature relationship because they don't know how to take it, like they don't know how they can work it into the next level kind of thing. So people who are resonating with different parts of your story or with you individually, I just want to give each of you the opportunity to share what you would want to say to someone who feels like your story is their story, like that they're up here. They're the ones, they're not here with a microphone, but they hear their story in your story. They hear parts of themselves as you're saying the words that you're saying. I just want to give you an opportunity to say like what you would want that person who is maybe in a a stage, a couple of steps back from you, um, what you would want them to hear. Um, I'll let Justin, do you want to start? Um, the first thing I would say is God is good. And like, that would be the biggest thing is that he's good and that he is faithful and, um, and that your story isn't over. It isn't fully written and that there's stuff going on behind the scenes. And even when it doesn't feel like God's doing anything and moving that he really is. And like, I look throughout my story and like all the times that it's like, where are you God? And he was still there. And well, how come I don't see you? How come I don't feel you? He was still there, and he was constantly doing stuff. And even in those times of, like, not seeing God and feeling that I have to perform or feeling those things, he was still there. And he uses all of that, and he creates something bigger and better and greater than I could ever imagine out of my life. And he has the ability to do that with everybody, and he will do that with everybody if they say yes. And that would be what I would encourage them is just realize God is good and say yes to what he has and what he's asking of you. Laura, you want to pick up there? (laughs) Okay. That was good, babe. Um, (laughs) I would say, and especially in my experience, like, I mean, I've shared that moment, um, but there's been so many other moments. I, like the, the video talked about like the before and after, like I was this and I was that. And I was like, man, I feel like my journey has just always been sort of going and, um, but when I look back at that journey, like God has been in hot pursuit of me and just, it's like leaving of the 99 to go after the one. I feel like he's been constantly doing that with me. Like he just desires a relationship with me. And I've been like, no, 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 no. Or, you know, I get angry or mad or disappointed and all those things, but he's just so patient. He is so patient and he is long suffering and he is kind and he loves us so much more than we can imagine. And so, um, be patient with yourself too. Like he, I don't know. He's just, he's just been in hot pursuit. That's the thing that keeps resonating with me is he's been, he's been patient with me and my, in in my stupidity and my things and the, the things that I say and do, but he's just, um, don't give up. Don't give up. Um, cause he doesn't give up, you know? And, um, so yeah. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I, it's, it's interesting to me. I know I'd shared with you guys that all of your stories, none of you quoted that, um, that parable that he, or that he would leave the 99 
for the one, none of you quoted it scripturally, but every single one of you has referenced that in a way that you felt like he came after you and that his, that his desire was for you. And that is who our God is. He's for us. Um, that not that we would go and make a bunch of mistakes knowing that he's for us and we're, we're not here to even, like, it's very, very clear that we're not here to cheapen grace. Um, that talking about our mistakes and talking about our, our paths that were broken is not, it just shows what God is willing to do and, and what he can do. And it's not about that, we want him to have to do that over and over again. Um, Danny, what would you want someone to, to hear that really your story, your conversion, your, um, your life, your before and after really resonates with them? Yeah, so um, I, would, I would really like to tell people kind of going off what they were saying um, to uh, like God, like it, it was so absent in my life for so long and I lived most of my life not really follow him or pursuing him either, but he was always there pursuing me. Um, I looking back on it now as I'm building my relationship and, and my journey and my um, my my walk with him is that he was he was always there. He was I always feel like he was tapping on his shoulder. Just are you ready to say yes yet? Are you ready to say yes yet? Um, you know I have a better way for you. Um, and during all that time, you know I, you know I was. I was chasing everything but him. Um, I felt like I had a hole inside of me, um, and I was trying to fill that hole uh, with everything possible other than, other than him. Um, it never got full. It was always empty. Um, it, just, and it, it just was miserable. It was just nothing was, you know, maybe for a slight moment or something, but it was just, looking back, it was just miserable. So um, I would just love, and then I would just love to tell people, you know, give it a chance. Look to him. Ask him for help. Um, you, you don't have anything to lose, but you have everything to gain um, from um, be able to building a relationship with, with him. He, you know, that hole that I said I have there, um, you know, after I got baptized and all that and was and started my relationship with him and really, and, really try, and really starting to say yes, you know, that hole is gone now. I don't have that anymore. Um, that hole is full of anger and misery, and I don't, I don't feel that anymore. Um, and it's, it's all thanks to him. Um, it could be, that's the only possible answer. Um, so he, he, he works in your life and he can, he can change your life and just give him a chance. Um, and, and it doesn't matter. It may take a little bit of time. It may not happen overnight. It may, you know, as you walk with him, but he, he will, he will fulfill his promises and, and love you. So, um, and it's, like it is a, a testament to God's changing that there's nobody in this room who's like, Danny's an angry guy. Like, that's just not the person that we know. That's not the person that we see walking, you know, walking this path and walking alongside him every day. That anger is not any of the words we would use to describe you. Um, and that's, that is such a powerful thing to to get to see the you that you are in him um, and, and knowing that you're telling the truth about who you were, but um, that we can see the truth of who you are in him. I love, I just love that. Um, before we wrap up, what, um, what would you say is 
the feeling and like this, like since that moment into now, like what would you say is this, um, the feeling and like the word or maybe the, the phrase you would use to describe faith now? So we know what it was like as a, as a kid and we know what, um, you know, kind of this, a moment where he found you. What, how would you want to describe, what is, what, how would you describe your faith and what that relationship feels like now? Do you want to start, Justin? You don't have to. Somebody, but nobody put their microphone I think, up. I was thinking. Um, no, I would, um, I, would, I would describe my faith as um, genuine, but then it's also um, dynamic where, like, there's an active relationship with God and there's an active thing that's happening. And it's like God does, like, speak, you know, to me and is involved with my life. And so... Um, it is not that it's not that same legalistic or fear-based thing, but it's a dynamic thing of just like, I see your goodness, God, and I want to say yes to it. And it's like, I want to do the things that you're calling me to do. I want to be what you say that I am. And I can't do it by myself. I need your help. I need you to do what it is that you do, which is you put things inside of me and then you raise me up and it isn't me raising me myself up. And so that's how I see it now. Awesome. What about you, Danny? Um, I mean, I would say that it's definitely joyful. Um, you know, um, I said a lot of time misery and stuff like that. So it's definitely joyful. Um, and it's definitely has given me a, a lot of, of feeling uh, like I'm full of purpose. Um, there's better there, he's got a better plan for me better path for me um you know over this especially this last year and stuff as as i've really been trying to grow my relationship with him um it's been a lot of surprises but they're, they're all good you know like things that i would never um i would never would have thought in a million years i'd be on stage talking to you right now telling you my testimony so um and i would have told you a couple years ago that that's not me so um so he 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 gave he just saying yes to him and walking in that path. I mean, he, he gives lots of surprises and he, he fulfills every promise and, and he will make, he will bring joy in you, um, and happiness that you've never felt before. Um, so, um, joyful is, just stands out so much. Um, and that's, and, and when I think of him, I think of joy. So I'm a still joyful too. <laughs> yeah. It's a good word. Laura building on joyful. Sure. Um, <laughs> I think for me, it's a restoration of hope. Um, I feel like there's been a lot of things in my life that I've been hopeful for. And um, what is it? Hope deferred makes the heart sick. You know, so it's, I actually feel like things have changed in me and that I'm not leaning on things that I used to lean on. I'm actually leaning on Jesus, um, not on my own abilities, not on my own works, all that stuff, and actually just following what he's telling me to do. So there's like a restoration of hope. And that's the word I was thinking about for this year is it's just restoring that and restoring relationships and our relationship, you know, and not being performance-based and not being that, that it's just me and Jesus. So that's what I'm excited about and looking forward to, that there's no expectation of me beyond just being me. So, yeah. yeah. I love that. Um, to, to wrap up and before we invite our pastor and, and the band to come up, We've, we, we all, the three of us, the four of us rather, get to talk a lot about God and who he is. 
um, the character of, of God. And I would just love for you to share what aspect of God's character you're leaning into in the coming season. What are you, um, what is God drawing you to, to focus on in his character in the coming season? And, and where are you leaning on him? Laura, you want to start? Um, I think the restoration is my word. Um, and when I say that, I already said that, but um, restoration of relationships. Um, I'll just be, you know, with my, my son and I and um, just restoration of hope of things that I've hoped for um, and just redeeming of time. Um, mm-hmm. There's yeah. just been some things I feel like have been lost and I feel like this year is a, he's going to redeem that time. Yeah. So I'm excited about that, whatever that looks like. I don't know, um, but this is like, I'm excited about this year. So there's some excitement in that restoration of hope in that redemption of time and all of that. So yeah. And he says nothing lost and not stolen. That's right. Awesome. Restore what the moths have eaten. So. Danny? Um, I would say um, really kind of two stand out to me. Um, you know, his love, um, you know, to, to be able to take a broken person and, and, and love love him and, and forgive him and, um, you know, just to... Just to, because like even said, we, I mean, there's times we still all mess up and stuff like that. I mean, we're, none of us are perfect, but he just, he, con- he continually just loves us. Um, and it just never goes away. Um, but, and then another one is like, uh, just uh, talking about how angry I was. Just, he, he's so slow to anger, um, as that was said by, um, in the message a couple weeks ago and stuff like that. Like for him to just show us and, and how he can be slow to anger for everything that, our, our sins and stuff like that, it just, it can just really teach, teach me in that aspect too, when things are not going always perfect or, you know, things at work, things break down or, you know, just having a bad day just to, just to be slow to anger. Cause he, he just has already shown us he, he's slow to anger with us. So those just stand out a lot to me. Awesome. Justin. Um, I would say for me, it's like, um, the first thing is the goodness of God. It's just embracing his goodness. And then the second thing is the fullness of God. Um, I want to be able to give that back to people, people like me that were like, didn't feel his goodness and didn't feel his fullness and don't know how good it is to have a relationship with God and to be able to, in this upcoming year and upcoming years, to be able to show that to people and to show that and like, look, this is what God can do. This is how good he is. And this is what it feels like when you're in relationship with him and that fullness that comes with it, that satisfaction that you feel and that purpose that you feel that all flows out of those things. And to be able to give that back to people in any way that I can. So that's about it. I love that. He is a God that satisfies. Um, and when, but we have to be in a rested place to be satisfied in him. So I just love that. I love that. Um, in looking in a new season, many of you are, you know, maybe you've set goals or um, maybe you've, you've listened as other people have talked about theirs. I would encourage you to ask yourself that question. What characteristic of God, like what part of God's character is he calling me to lean into in the coming season? Um, he's drawing me closer to him in, in what way so that I can be a reflection of him in the earth. Uh, if you haven't asked yourself that question, do that. Spend a little time in reflection 
on that. Um, and in that vein, we're going to invite our pastor up to share a bit of what he's leaning into and what we as a church are leaning into in the coming season. Um, just it's there's excitement and we can feel excitement in the room, but it's more than just excitement. It's it's purpose. met um, Laura. It's a crazy story, isn't it? We, Taryn and I first met her in the in, in the apartment we originally started the church in. Uh, we met them met her at the pool, and um, even in that moment, she she told us she had a passion for the next generation. And then several years ago, we were sitting right back here, somewhere about where you guys are gals are sitting, and we just talked, and I could just hear your passion for the next generation. Justin and I began to go to a small group together here at the church several years ago and just developed a kindred spirit and his vulnerability, authenticity for knowing God for who he is beyond all the junk. There was just a desire there that was burning. And, and it's been amazing to just watch the healing that God's done in each of your lives and to watch you both naturally and I, and I really believe supernaturally lean into the next generation. We, we all see that. We, we, we see that. In this moment, a commission is simply, it's an affirmation and ascending forth into this role. And so this group of people here and this group of people here, we're not just praying for you as a church. We're, we're actually pledging our support, our encouragement. Ministry is often a place where um, ministers, pastors feel just beat up by the end, end of a call to duty. That's not who we are as a church. That's not how the church is supposed to operate and be. We're pledging our support and encouragement and our prayer. We're, we're, we're not like folding our hands like, we'll see how it works out. No, we're, we're opening our hands and saying, we're here to help. We're lifting our hands and laying our hands saying, we're praying for you, we're behind you. And so just as it's a much of a moment for them in this commissioning to this new role, it's commissioning for us to say, I'm gonna pledge my support and my encouragement. I'm gonna find opportunities to come along and say, how you doing? I love you, how can we support you? How can we pray for you? That would mean the world to them if in three months or two months or two weeks you say, hey, how can I pray for you? That's the type of body that, of believers that I feel like we're called to be in. So um, it's my, my joy and honor to be able to pray with you guys and commission you into this new role. Hey, students, you have an amazing couple coming to serve you and leave you, lead you. You guys are in amazing hands. It's been left in amazing hands, and here they are pledging their support over you guys as well. And so would you mind, if you feel comfortable, maybe extending your hand? Let's stand together. You feel comfortable extending your hand, but whether your hands are lifted or not, we're going to be praying over this couple. Let's do that now. Uh, God, we lift you up right now. We lift you up for the calling and purposes and giftings that have lied dormant, God, but are coming to the surface and will flourish. Years lost will be redeemed as Laura spoke, God. Uh, we speak right now uh, over their life. We speak encouragement and support in this very moment, God. I pray for a double portion of anointing, God, not that they would operate in the natural giftings, but they would operate in the, the supernatural empowerment of the Holy Spirit that's living within them right now. 
uh, to lead and to shepherd, to have wisdom and discernment, God, for, for leading a student, the right words to speak into their life, to build them up, to, to like those moments that, that Laura and Justin have had through the years in their own life, someone to speak that word of encouragement, they will become uh, those mothers and father uh, words of encouragement to others and to these young people. God, I pray right now, God, for, for favor in our community as they seek for opportunities to reach more students, to reach more families in our community. God, I pray for favor and open doors. God, I pray that, that our best years are ahead of us, God, that your kingdom would be advanced. That, that just as they've seen breakthrough in, in, in their lives, God, we would see breakthrough in so many lives um, because of their efforts and their working of the soil of your kingdom, God. May many seeds be planted. May they be watered. May you make it cause to, to, to grow for your kingdom's glory today. God, I pray for us as a church body that you would help us see a vision of support and encouragement not just of the next generation, but our leaders throughout the church, including this couple. God, I, I thank you for what you're doing. God, we affirm this couple and we support them in this coming endeavor as they come on full time with us here at the church. We love you and we thank you for what you're doing in Jesus' holy name. All God's people said, amen. Sometimes a sermon leaves you just wanting a little more. If this message has stirred a hunger to go deeper in God's word and you want to learn more about this teaching and how to practically apply it to your everyday walk, make sure to subscribe to our Fathom Beyond Sunday podcast. There you're going to find some great conversations between Next Steps director Christina Scott along with Pastor Kyle or another leader or guest speaker. We'll link it in the show notes for you. If you've made a decision to follow Jesus or feel led to recommit your life to Christ, we want to celebrate with you and talk with you about what your next step might be. If you're ready to join a group or a serve team or even to request prayer for all of these things, you can text the keyword FATHOM to 97000 anytime and follow the prompts. We love you, we're praying for you, and we hope you tune in again soon.